This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the first workday of 2022 brought feds in D.C. their first snow day of 2022. A local union president says just closing some museums is causing the spread of COVID-19. And the Air Force is expanding uniform options for pregnant airmen. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Federal offices in the Washington, D.C. area are closed today, except for emergency personnel. The Office of Personnel Management made the call ahead of today's snowstorm. But this isn't a typical snow day off for federal employees, as all telework-enabled employees are expected to work or take unscheduled leave. The latest data from OPM says 50% of all federal employees are eligible to telework, and 90% of them telework regularly. For U.S. Cyber Command, the new year means more authority over its own budget. This year's defense authorization bill gave the command direct control of funding for the teams that make up the cyber mission force. Until now, those responsibilities have fallen to the military services. The changes took effect on January 1st. Starting in fiscal 2024, the command will also be responsible for submitting its own budget proposal for the cyber mission force. The next time D.C. law enforcement officials need urgent help from the National Guard, the OK will have to come directly from the Secretary of Defense. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is updating a more than 60-year-old policy that previously delegated approval of those deployments to the Secretary of the Army. Now the Defense Secretary will need to sign off any time the Guard is asked to respond to D.C. in 48 hours or less, or whenever it's asked to participate in civilian law enforcement. The Navy needs to flush jet fuel that leaked into Pearl Harbor's drinking water system back in November. The Red Hill Bulk Fuel Storage Facility leaked about 14,000 gallons of jet fuel into the Navy's water distribution system, which serves about 93,000 people. The cleanup displaces 4,000 military families, some of whom became ill after using the contaminated water. The leaked fuel is used for military planes and ships in the Pacific, and flushing it out of the water system is expected to last through this month. Its employee union president calls on the Smithsonian to close all the museums. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The president of AFGE Local 2463 says the closure of five museums so far is driving more people to the ones still open. Reginald Booth says that's causing rising numbers of COVID cases, especially in security guards, who have the most contact with the public. Booth says the National Zoo is particularly low on guards and police who augment them. He said his pleas are ignored by Smithsonian management. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. Sad news from the federal acquisition community. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Kevin Boshears, a longtime federal agency small business advocate, passed away on December 22nd. Boshears was 62 years old. He worked for the government for 35 years, including serving as the Homeland Security Department's Director of the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization from 2003 until he retired in 2018. He also served as the Treasury Department's Small Business Director before coming to DHS. 
Boucher is survived by his wife of 32 years, Elizabeth, and their three kids and two grandkids. In lieu of flowers, the Boucher's ask for donations to be made to the American Cancer Society in Kevin's memory. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. As more parents send their kids back to daycare after shifts in the pandemic, the Energy Department Inspector General reminds agency child care providers to make sure they're following all the necessary regulations. That includes the Crime Control Act of 1990, which lays out background checks and training requirements. The Energy Department offers child care to various employees, facility users, and long-term outside subcontractors. An audit of child care centers in several states from 2018 to 2020 revealed some centers were not managed properly by contractors due to confusion over regulations. The IG says all the reviewed centers agreed to its recommendations. The federal improper payment rate grew by 1.6% in 2021, reaching more than $281 billion. The government-wide rate of improper payments, which includes overpayments and underpayments, was 7.2% last year. The Office of Management and Budget says the increase can be mostly attributed to the growth in the improper payment rate in the federal state unemployment insurance program. The UI program saw its improper payment rate reach 18.71%, which is roughly 5 to 8 percentage points higher than normal due to the pandemic. The Biden administration reinforces the Trump administration's interpretation of a rule regarding high-level radioactive waste. The rule bases the high-level rating on how radioactive the waste is rather than how the waste was produced. This affects the storage of radioactive waste from nuclear weapons production at sites in Idaho, Washington State, and South Carolina. The administration says the interpretation is backed up by the most available scientific data in recent law, and it allows the Energy Department to focus on other high-priority cleanup projects, reduce how long radioactive waste is stored, and increase safety. Women in the Air Force who are pregnant may now have more uniform options. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Air Force Initiative Sword Athena is expanding sizing and inventory options for women in uniform who are expecting a child. Oftentimes, airmen were unable to find the correct sizing or needed to move through multiple sizes during their pregnancy. The service is working with the Army and the military exchanges to ensure each base has at least one uniform in each size to try on. The Air Force is also expanding its sizing chart online to make it more helpful. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Justice Department got a guilty plea from one of the biggest military housing contractors for defrauding the government, yet military housing proponents say it's not enough. Sarah Klein, co-founder of the Armed Forces Housing Advocates, says the Defense Department's new dispute resolution process is flawed and that tenants are still struggling with mold, mice, and other problems in their homes. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast, I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply. 